Welcome, everyone, to the Lighter Mind Podcast. In the Lighter Mind, we explore spirituality, personal growth, trauma, recovery, and the path to wholeness. The Lighter Mind Podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any forms of mental illness. We are not licensed therapists unless otherwise noted, and these are experiential conversations. This is Kyle with the Lighter Mind Podcast, and welcome everyone to our second episode. I am sitting here with these two handsome devils next to me, Crow and Alan, and we have come up with a little bit of a, a different structure for how we're going to be running these podcasts, and more of more of we're going to choose a topic and have a conversation about it and kind of share, share our experience, strength, and hope with that and how it relates to life and how it relates to recovery and spirituality. So today we were, Crow and I were talking a couple weeks ago about the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell. And Crow, can you fill us in on what is the hero's journey? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's a great introduction to that. Um, what the hero's journey is is a, a book that was written in the 20th century in the early to mid part of the 20th century by Joseph Campbell, a philosopher, and uh, who was first really captivated by the American Native Indians and more so their spiritual um, uh, dynamic and and what and, and their spiritual culture. Um, and from there, he sort of grew in his interest because that was his passion since he was a little boy. And, and then being a philosopher, and uh, he, he mixed the two and he started to understand all the threads. And he was really the first one that diagrammed and charted all traditions, all religions, all cultures around the globe. And in that, what he, what he experienced is that it's all the same. And it's all, it, it really is our journey and individually and collectively. And um, that, uh, that is, is a way of looking at ourselves. It's a way of looking at culture, philosophy, uh, spirituality. For those of us in recovery that, recovery that have have perhaps stumbled so hard with that topic, you know, of uh, the G-O-D, and it's like, whoa, uh, don't know it, and, and where is, the, why is this, and before I even do, I turn my back on it, and he wasn't talking about that at all. What he was talking about is the component within every single human on this planet, ever since the beginning of existence, uh, towards a path of perfection of their own divinity and human transformation along that journey. And, and being able to really recognize that and to, to move with that cycle. And he, so he broke it down into three different patterns. And the first one being separation. It's where something happens in our life, something Something we're at home, we're, we're perhaps at our parents' house, um, we move on to college. Now we're shattering. We're really coming into a big different existence and a different change and a different mindset. And, and we're struggling because it's an awkward 
stage. And it's the, it's the path of going from one to the next is what the whole hero's journey really is about. And, um, the second phase is where we go into that. Well, let me start with this too. Separation also signifies that marking, that breaking point. Perhaps some of us find ourselves in, uh, um, uh, over our heads with the bank. Uh, we find ourselves losing our job, losing the life of a loved one uh, that's unexplainable and, and just um, untimely in our life. So we're thrown into a cracking point. Joseph Campbell describes this moment as answering the call where we have to move on. There's no way around it. Um, For some of us, it's addiction recovery, and it is laying on that detox bed, and it's going, what did I do, and how do I get out of this? And um, as it certainly was in my case, and it's like no one's around me right now, so it must be me. I don't know. Maybe uh, the choice is mine, and I have to move on. And that stage that we move into from there is called initiation, where we have to realize our own fallibility. We have to understand that we ain't got this. And we thought we did. We thought we had all it all planned out, right? The big in air quotes, right? Planned. <laughs> uh, it's one way to wake God, make God laugh, right? But uh, it doesn't work out so good, and it doesn't work out at all as I had put it into a square box, <laughs> no. or as others in my life had had uh, planned for me, or so I thought. So it's a complete breaking down and melting down. Um, and in the alchemical process, this is, uh, this is basically fermentation. Now we got to get back to the very bottom. We got to light this baby on fire and rebegin somewhere. How do we do that? Well, it's initiation. That's phase two on our journey. And in the initiation, you can see this throughout Hollywood. Every single movie is going to be based on this journey, right? And in that initiation, let's take Luke Skywalker, classic example. He's got to go away and find the Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? We've got to get trained. We've got to go back to school, even though we don't want to at age 30. We think we've, you know, we figured it out. We have seen this. I'm too good for this. And how did life happen to me like this? So this is the initiation where it's time for, uh, to have a hot cup of humility, (laughs) as it were, and we need to begin again. And we need to get trained uh, because we we have our why, but we don't know how, basically. And the third stage in this is the return, the coming home. When you have learned what you've learned as much as you know on your journey now, and um, things look better, and you're... You're able to see more joy back in life. You're able to see and understand and process meaning and purpose. And what's more important about that in in that return is it's a homecoming. And others at that point are looking to you saying, what did you learn? Yeah, share share the story. Share the story. Mm -hmm. How did you do it? How did you get through all that? Um... 
and they don't want, you know, a widget. They don't want golds, the plant of immortality or anything else. Um, it, it, it's what did you learn and how did you do it? And what can I learn from you? Yeah. And this is imperative and all three components or, okay. in in uh, uh, AA, for example, uh, that would be, uh, your step 12. It has to come back home and you have to turn that knowledge back into community. So that's the full return and the full cycle. And Campbell also points out so brilliantly that, that it's not just clear and concise. And once you're finished, you're finished, you're done. It's not like that at all. Um, it, it, sometimes you might end back up. Um, and it, at the beginning, you might end up in the initiatory phase. Campbell also does a brilliant job in charting the fact that it's tied into our stories, our myths, our legends, right? It's, it's in the Lion King, for crying right. out loud. The it's Matrix. in King Arthur. Yeah. The Matrix. Yeah, The Matrix, Harry oh. Potter, I mean, Lord of the Rings, any, anything. Yeah. Anything that you watch. All of them. It is, they're all centered around this journey. Absolutely. That the, the main protagonist has to go through in order to achieve his gold, so to speak. And it's, and it's his gold. Yeah. Right. As, as he pointed out yeah. in the King Arthur, Arthurian legend that he charted so well as well, that every knight to go in and to find their metaphorical holy grail cannot enter anybody else's path. Mm-hmm. It has to be their own. Right? Yeah. If you go in and you're on somebody else's path, it's not yours. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that that's, I mean, I, I really, I, I mean, I can get like a, a vivid mental image of like a bunch of people approaching a forest, a very, very dense forest, and you have to cut your own way through the path. Because if you, someone else is ahead of you with their machete cutting down, whacking the weeds and everything, you're not learning anything. You're not growing. You're not struggling. It's not your journey. It's not your journey. And you got to get off and find yours, mm-hmm. which is most frightening. The darkest place in the, in the forest. Yeah. And it's, it's, not, it's not an easy journey by any means. And I, 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 really, I really appreciate the way that you're able to articulate that. Because it's, it's, it's a complicated process, but at the same time, it's, pretty, it's fairly simple. And I think the, my, my first rendition with The Hero's Journey was a movie called Finding Joe, which is more of a documentary explaining all of the symbolism, and they have some celebrity cameos explaining what The Hero's Journey has meant for them, and and i i had originally watched that video within my first my first 3 months of drug recovery and one of the things that resonated with me throughout my my entire recovery this far is the find your bliss and that has like that's something that I think I originally picked up on was to be able to find something that really sets my soul on fire that I can find true happiness and fulfillment in. And that is something that I have been carrying 
throughout my entire recovery until I started to really piece apart like what other aspects of the hero's journey am I am I relating to and I think throughout my entire personal growth journey I have been on the hero's journey I really I really think that I have been and I have you know sought out the wise counsel and how you know had to make amends with people and I've had to share the story and every single t- time that I go through um some type of breaking point at the first part of the cycle I just get stronger at the end and my story gets stronger my I get wiser because of it I have better help along the way and it's 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 a really really difficult process and and I know that like in the the finding joe I mean they have a really good a really good metaphor about picking up the phone about like when adventure calls when the universe calls when god whenever wh- whatever calls like you have to be willing to answer the phone and to be able to take the journey and I have procrastinated for a long time many, many times on actually picking up that phone. And because of that, a lot of the times I've I've actually suffered because of my procrastination, because I stay complacent. And I, I um, when I finally do pick up the phone, it's, it's right back into the fire again. And that's kind of, that's actually, it's actually where I'm at today. I just decided actually recently that I had to pick up the phone and I'm back in the fire again. <laughs> I'm back in the fire, the, but I'm going to have a hell of a story when I come out. So Yes, you are, <laughs> or on, uh, on your deathbed. Oh, I, I, yeah, you absolutely. Know, you gave a hell of a squeeze out of her. But the, the, you nailed it. Um, the point is, we get better. We get better on yeah. this because we are doing it over and over. And in that initiation period, I think you alluded to that, you get to the point where right it's basically what Campbell pointed out I didn't mention was that life and our journeys and our stories, every single human on this planet, regardless of your struggle, you're still going through a, a struggle, a journey interiorly. It doesn't necessarily mean addiction or anything rough. It's just still you're growing and you're changing to, uh, you have to adapt to the world and in all different circumstances. But you, it's not a linear timeline. No. It moves circum in a circumnavigational pattern. It goes in a circle. And that always breaks the, the, the visual that we get, like birth, death. And I'm somewhere about here, right? Mm-hmm. Because of my age. So I got so much left on this. Uh, line it's not that at all and it's it is this breathing pattern that's moving all over the place but right about at the center of that initiation at the top is the point i think you are alluding to mm-hmm. there is in many traditions they they refer to that as as uh as the the death yeah no death no life mm-hmm. and you have to um, the the Christian tradition. Let's take a look at that one. Perfect. It's that's the symbolism of that. It's a death to yourself, to your ego, to your old self, 
because it's no longer useful and it serves no purpose. And you have to move on and um, find or develop and both um, the new one. I mean, no death, no Easter. Right. But no. That, that's kind of midpoint of, that's not at the start. No, no, right. that's the, the right. midpoint. Yeah, so. The midpoint of initiation. You guys will have to babyhead me a lot on this. Okay. So yeah. for those of you unfamiliar <laughs> with this term, we came up with this. It's uh, basically breaking it into understandable chunks for people who don't know what we're talking about so that's the baby well, that's yeah, the many baby. many many points in this podcast you may hear someone hey baby head me or, baby head me. or just baby head so yep. so you know Love as it. we're as we're, you boys are talking i'm sitting here you know looking at some of the um writings about the hero's journey and uh you know i think kyle that you talking about um, not answering the call is fairly common, you know. So mm-hmm. you got the three main parts, but then you have subparts, and the, the departure kind of thing, you know, you get that call, but a lot of people refuse the call, and, and you see that over and over. Like, you know that you need to do this, but you don't want to, right? And it, is it the fear of the unknown? Is it fear of change? Who knows, right? So that's kind of. You know, you saying that you were, um, you know, lazy about yeah, it, or procrastinating, procrastinating on it, yep. <laughs> um, and that's a that's a fear thing, right? Procrastination is totally a fear thing. Totally, right? absolutely. Um, so totally. that that throws a, a wrinkle into the whole thing. But my question is, how many people in the world don't even get the call to adventure, or they, you know, they never answer the call? Is that to me? It I, seems like oh. That's a great question. Almost everyone. It's I would like, say almost everyone because I, I think I think that the the trouble that a lot of people have with like the traditional stories, like we were talking about The Matrix or Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, like any of these like big sat- cinematic experiences that are talking about the hero's journey is that it's they almost over exaggerate what that call actually looks like. Right. And I and I think right. a lot of people don't recognize that, you know, your your call to adventure doesn't always have to be a burning bush. It doesn't right. always have right. to be. Well, but I mean, it's, it's, to me, that seems like that's kind of a reflection of just filmmaking or modern society. I mean, if if the movie was super pedestrian, it was about a guy that just like his call was to you know walk across the street, but. Yeah. Yeah, he walked across the street. This movie's boring. This sucks. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm giving it a, a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, so well, you, um, so to me, you know, that's where where is the actual line? Like, it, you know, so maybe everyone does have the call to adventure. It's just not an an epic. You know, Lawrence of Arabia call to adventure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, it's more of a whatever for us you know it is what it what it is is getting past the past the past and that's mm-hmm. you know then the second stage of of that when you and we talked about this in the last podcast was dying mm-hmm. you know and rebirth yeah mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and you got yeah. a great great point on that is that how do i know i'm called and at what point in my life 
uh, well, things aren't that bad, I may say to myself, your call, it's different for everyone. And some might be as, as light as a tickle from a feather. Mm-hmm. Right? But you know it when you're not happy. You're not, um, you're not more so than happy. I want to re- reframe that. Uh, you're not in a place of your true inner joy. Perhaps you're in that job that's just soul-sucking. And there's no way you can see beyond the almighty dollar that you worship. And you've based your entire life and everything around that. Well, but it's killing me. The the narrative might go in your head. But if we're not answering it, either way, it will build. Until it's the uh, thousand-pound sledgehammer that will knock you over the head. And that, I think, is what you're referring to when you say this is the glimpse we really get in, you know, the Lion King and there is no way out or Dorothy yeah. and the house being gone and her being swept into this to get home. I mean, there is no other way. But no, I agree with you, Alan, totally that it, it, it how do we know? We know and we've lived long enough. I think the way we know is when we're tired of becoming of of being and ending up as a victim of our own story, and um, we're tired of it, and and then it's we know that there's no way out of that, but by making that step and answering that call. Right. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to how many people actually do it, because I think of people I know who are in their are in their seventies, you know. And they've maybe been through a program and they're sober now. But the mentality that got them to be where they were with alcohol or drugs hasn't changed. Right? So they still kind of have this, whatever, victimhood, whatever, you know, their thing was that got them to that point hasn't changed. So at 70, Mm -hmm. have they embarked on any? journey you know i mean it almost sounds like you're describing a dry drunk right that's exactly (laughs) what i was thinking too that's you know that's that's abstinence yeah that's not sobriety right and yeah that's that's not following white knuckling it (laughs) it is white knuckling and maybe they've done it for 26 years good for them right but where's the joy you know where is the bliss um yeah i i think that a lot of people arrive to a place where they they have the choice like if you if you look at the matrix you know it's it's the red blue the red pill or the blue pill and a lot of in in i think the hero's journey does come down to a choice on whether or not you're going to you're going to improve yourself or not and a, a lot of people do end up not going down that rabbit hole and they continue to live a life of quiet desperation. And some people are just content being in a place of, you know, I'm not, I'm not great, but I'm not bad. And, you know, the, the rent's not too high and the mold on the ceiling's not too bad right now. And my toxic relationship, well, it's, you know, she could be a psychopath, so it could be worse. But, you know, I think people get into a place of, justification and and i do think that what you were saying at first i think a lot of it is fear i do think a lot of people stay in the place that they're at 
because they're afraid of what they might find out about themselves and about the world, and they they just don't want to continue on their journey. Right, and Campbell makes a beautiful point of this, and he said it right there in, in his book, fear of what will people think of Oh, me. yes. Right, what will people think of me? And in that, yeah, it's the total fear. Mm-hmm. And but it's it's the it's the having to going back to that point on choice. I love that word because it is mentioned about three or four times throughout just that document that one documentary mm-hmm. on this. They keep mentioning that it's always the story. It, the storyteller lays it out for you, but it is not the storyteller's choice. It, choice is always yours. It's always been yours. And it will always be yours. And there's something incredibly empowering in that mm-hmm. if you find it. But we've grown up in this world, each one of us individually, every single human has grown up with limiting beliefs that we're indoctrinations, culturalizations, all these cultural accretions, um, institutional stigmas that tell us no. To keep us down. So what we end up doing over time is handing over. It's a pr- Life is a process of us compromising and handing over to the point we don't know what's mine and I don't know what's going to be taken care of for me. Then we come into a moment like this and we have to answer that call and find that answer for ourselves. What are my limiting beliefs, my cognitive distortions, and where did they begin? How do I get out of this? And, and there, nobody can answer that for you, you or you or me. Mm-hmm. That's an individual path into that dark forest to find, mm-hmm. metaphorically, the Holy Grail. Right? Yeah. yeah. Campbell does a brilliant job, too, should probably definitely mention this, mm-hmm. of looking at all three traditions, cultures around the globe, and there's three main um, uh, things that they that they all have in common, which is mythology. They have a shared mythology. All tribes, cultures, religions, they have a shared mythology, right? They also have shared symbolism that pulls them, ties them together, unites them, or it's something that three metaphor, metaphorically, it takes them and carries them beyond just the image, beyond just the myth and into, and beyond, beyond this is important part is beyond words. So now I'm no longer using words in my vocabulary as a container and I can stretch beyond me. That is where our spiritual self lies. I don't have to explain myself and, and it's stepping more into, I, this is just who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect to begin with in its isness, as it were. Yeah. You you have such a beautiful way of explaining this stuff. <laughs> you definitely do. I but I can I can really see how it how how many times you have accepted that call. Mm. I can see it. I can see it, and I can see it within you too. Just how many times both of you have accepted that call and I 
I definitely have too. And I'm always I'm always very conscious when I'm getting the call and sometimes I just put my middle finger up at it, but <laughs> here we here we are. But what I wanted to to dive into and which which I was I was trying to get around to on our lo- our last episode, but I couldn't quite articulate it. But what what characteristics do you think it takes for someone to actually take the journey and to actually pick up that phone? I know that we had talked about this at, at when we were doing coffee. Like what what innate characteristics does a human have to have? Wow. That's deep, brother. Mm-hmm. Do you know? You were there. One of the biggest things I think is courage. Yeah. Yes. Uh, courage. Courage. Absolutely. And, um not resisting. Not resisting. So, That's good. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very big on resisting things that, that uh, A, are challenging. And it does, like, more more harm to me than good. Like, uh, you know, when Chris and I used to work with some rat-risk kids, you know, um, I mean, Crow, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever the hell he is. Yeah, <laughs> that guy is, like, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, forever at the at the start of that, it was just a, a massive challenge for me because uh, the bureaucracy and, and all the, just the weird kind of paperworky stuff that wasn't really, to me, part of a means to the end. And then, you know, Chris told me, you know, don't worry about all that crap. Just do what's important. The kids are important. And I would go over and see my mom and, and, you know, check on her. And she's like, stop resisting it. She's like, if you're going to resist it, it's going to make you miserable, right? Mm -hmm. So at that point, you accept it, right? So you say, okay. And then you, and that's where the courage comes in. So Mm -hmm. it takes courage to accept things that you don't like. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, of, course, of course. And that also goes back to choice. Like I had the choice to just walk away or stay. And thank God you did stay. Yeah. And it was, it was a great experience. Yes. I look back at it, you know, in hindsight, since the, the pandemic and everything went sideways with that, um, I look back at it very fondly and, uh, you know, there were challenges. You know, some of those kids were pretty, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, handful <laughs> at risk teens can be a little challenging. Right. Um, but l- now in, in hindsight, you have to look back at what they taught you. Right. right. And mm-hmm. all that you, how much you've grown as a result of them. Right. And uh, what they teach you about yourself and the willingness, the willingness to learn just as you just shared that. Yeah, you yeah. were willing so, to take that risk. You right. have to be, and it was. I mean, to me, that was a huge step. Like, you know, uh, it was like refusing the call, right? Like, mm-hmm. here, here's mm-hmm. what you're doing, but mm-hmm. you're refusing. You're like, no, I don't want to do this. You know, I don't. You know, and and uh, then all of a sudden, like, all right, I've made that the leap. So now you're you're right. You're in the belly of the whale, kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yep. There's no going back now. So let's just go. Yeah, and. uh you know, so it was, that was, and I don't know how it really relates, but. No, I think no. you just said it. There's no place the way you just did. Uh, but they're really, you realize when you come to that point is there's no way back. Right. There is nothing backwards. Right. Um, and now it's, a, it's the most frightening place yeah. to be when you know there's nothing 
uh, except forward to go. I don't right. know what forward is, what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And for most of us, you know, in our, you know, mid twenties to 40 years old or even 50, uh, we do not, or 60, uh, we do not grow accustomed to change, grow accustomed to having to learn all over again, like children or the, you know, because we're accustomed to a life of controlled circumstances. And we almost mistake that in our culture and life is that the the better off we are means equals the more controlled our circumstances in life are. Could be seen in a house. I've got everything is taken care of and I've amassed this to stop and just a rest. And life says, no, it's not like that at all. These are just little things. All of this, the mansion, the house, the yachts, these are things you're not done and you're not getting off the hook mm-hmm. until eventually you do you do pick up that phone like you did <laughs> when I called you to, to come be a counselor over <laughs> right? there. Yeah. Um, you, you're not off the hook. And it's like it's time to learn. I mean, cripes out when we were 50s and doing that work. How do you, how do, you do it? Are you, you know, where do you start? I don't know. Right. But the willingness to allow the universe um, and others to teach you. Right. I think, well, and, you know, you know, back to that, you know, amassing things. I, 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 my brother sent me a video about the most expensive house in his town that's for sale. And it's unbelievable. I oh, mean, I'm sure. The thing is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm pretty positive and, on that uh, one. <laughs> so I was like, well, what's the deal with this, this, this house? And apparently, you know, it's owned by some Wall Street guy who got sued a bunch of times. He, it was like a Brady Bunch situation where there's two families that came together living in the same house. And then, you know, everyone's like, oh, what a beautiful life, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out the 13-year-old girl gets kicked out of school because she's having sex with somebody in the school. So the, the the house is for sale. No one knows where all the family went, if they're together, if they all went their own separate ways. Oh, my gosh. So this is, you know, <laughs> so we wear yeah. these masks and have these facades, right, mm-hmm. that yeah. this is who I am, you know, and this yeah. goes back to being vulnerable, and we discussed that before. Mm-hmm. And I tell people now, like if a long-term friend of, of Chris and mine were, was over the other day, and uh, I had to text him after he left. He, I'm like, man... I don't think the guy at 24 years old, if you told me who I was now, I'd be like, no chance. That's not me, yeah. you know, because yeah. after he left, I was, well, I told him what I was doing when he showed up. He's like, are you decent? And I'm like, not really. I'm tanning my balls because I do that, right? <laughs> 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 so it's good, you know. It, it's it's a bro science thing, and a lot of people you talk bet. shit on yes, it. Yes, it is. Pardon my French. But, it is, man. No, but, it's, you know, it's true. It's a thing. It's, uh, you know, and, and then I did breath work, and I did one of my favorite ones where you're on your deathbed. So yeah. you're doing an hour nice. of this breathing, and you're holding your breath for up to two minutes, and oh it gets gosh. intense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's hardcore. And then you're like, you know, meditate on being dead. And I'm like, wow, this is intense. And again, I look back, and I'm like, wow, the, me at 24 would have been like, you're out of your freaking mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then the me of 
even 10 years ago, it was like, I'm not telling anyone I do this stuff. Yeah. And now right. I tell everyone. Yeah, like, what will people like, think? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And you wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I know no, you 10 right, years no. ago. And, and you, yeah. Where we were and it's got. This. I think that maybe it's getting older and you just don't care as much about your image mm-hmm. or what the image you project, right? Right. Not, yeah. who, not who I am, but instead of the film that people are watching, you're the light behind it now, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good and, way to put yeah. it. And yeah. so, you know, what you project out there is, is, you know, there's light and, you know, you get sick. You get sick of that, like, having to front what you are. Yeah, there's no so authenticity it's in pretty that. pretty no. cathartic or whatever to just be like, yeah, I do this, you know? Like, people freak out. I tell them, yeah, I don't use soap. Shampoo haven't mm-hmm. for six years, right? You know, no deodorant, no chemicals on my body. Yeah, and they're like, which is fine. That's disgusting. I'm like, do I smell bad? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, what? Yeah, what's the problem? Yeah. What's <laughs> the problem? <laughs> yeah. Or you know, with the tanning, the, the genitalia right. tanning. Yeah. You know? yeah, right. Like people are like, why do you do that? I'm like, well, here's the the theory behind it. It's bro science. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah. But it does feel really good. And the, and the twins, like, follow the sun. You know? so I'm like, like, if this is so terrible, why are they following the sun? It's like they're like a yeah. sundial. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So for That's me, hilarious. I, I, I think that part of the hero's journey to me was being able to stop caring what people thought about me. That was huge. That's powerful. Very powerful. It's very, very powerful. Did you find in that moment too that it just it it you were then taking the first step towards regaining your choice? Right. Yeah. No. And you know, I mean, we've known each other a long time, and I've always been pretty blunt. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Straightforward. Yes. But I, I mean, I also would hold back quite a bit. but now I'm like, and I don't want to hurt anyone ever, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm not going to be like, oh, I shouldn't say this, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like the thing when someone has some food in their beard and we all have <laughs> facial hair. Yeah. It's so annoying that no one says anything like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feeling because they have food in there. Yeah. I'm like, well, they look like a fool and you're sitting with them. <laughs> exactly. Right. So just tell them they got crap in their hair. Yeah. Right? So, you're right. Yeah, yeah it, so the, it might yeah. hurt them initially, but in the long right, run, they're embarrassed help for them. a second, but it's better than getting home and it's baked on in there. Like, well, I've been walking around <laughs> exactly. with a chunk of, chunk of soup in my beard yeah. all day. Why didn't someone say something? Right. Yeah, you know, right. Anyhow, sorry to derail the no, no, philosophical I think that's, conversation. No, I think that's super. I think that's super relevant, and. I I think one of the one of the things that I'm really picking up on is that is that authenticity that you were breathing life into right now and just showing up in like your your most authentic way and i i've always found that i i think i am i am happier the more vulnerable i am and when i when i'm able to remove that mask from myself but at but at the same time i also have boundaries you know with with certain information that i share because not everyone deserves every piece of information about like who i am and so i've i've almost had to approach cuz i i used to be very very blunt when i was like in high school but it was blunt to a point of um aggressive and fearful 
And I feel like getting back to the roots of who I am through my own journey, I think that the more vulnerable I am, I think the more, the happier I am. And I think that that's, that's really what kind of the hero's journey is all about is I think it's getting to the point where you are, you, you're authentic with who you are and, and your story that you share with others. Absolutely. And climbing out of that victimhood state requires the choice to realize the choice is yours but there's something else that's got to come hand in hand with that, which is the most frightening word on the planet to everybody, which is responsibility. Mm. I have to own everything. There's no redrawing any boundaries in your life, past, present, or future, until you own what is yours. You have to own yours. And it all, it's also, <clears throat> counterintuitively, it's the most freeing moment. If right. I own my own shit then i'm then i can redraw my boundaries yeah and you're as free. i see fit because i'm doing the best i can in a truthful knowledgeable just way that follows my bliss my purpose my meaning um in 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 a in a truthful aligned way that's free of all my own bullshit first. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, and that carries me out of a state of victimhood. It takes me, it, 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 it helped me big time on that. There's more to it, but that is a big, big component of it. And it has to, it has to be there. And I think everybody realizes that once they do get that sledgehammer over the head or that tickle, um, or that just that whisper that says you're better than this. Let's no, don't go that way. Go this way. This is where you. This is who you are. Don't forget who you were as a child. Um, don't forget who your myth heroes were, right? And I think that's the first one of the first steps that people start to move into is the realization. It's in order to dispute all of the cognitive distortions within me, I've got to take responsibility of my own Mm -hmm. and where I saw it and have been playing along for too long. Mm -hmm. And I do think within that, I think a lot of people forget their intrinsic value. And I think that people forget that they are made of gold. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of people don't think that they do deserve better than that. You know, when they get that call, they don't think that they deserve to work on themselves and to progress naturally in their journey and to get healthier. And so I think, I think everyone listening just needs to remember that like you're made of gold, you're you're made of gold and you know, there might be years worth of mud and crap and garbage and all stuff covering you. But remember underneath all that, like we're all made of gold. Absolutely. And everyone, I think everyone is worth taking this journey. This also loops back into the idea of a mentor for the hero's journey. I Mm -hmm. mean, so you've got Obi-Wan Kenobi or whatever. So I'm reading the body keeps the score again and I hit the part where, you know, he's talking about some people who had, you know, childhood trauma, 
and they're like, you know, their their conversation when they talk about themselves, they're like, I'm a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. I have no value. You know, I'm a horrible person. So, you know, this is where a mentor, you know, and if you're at that point in your life where you're like, that's how you feel about yourself, you know, reach out to someone, a trained professional, even someone who's kind of actualized and you're like, wow, this person's got got it together. Mm-hmm. You know, what can I learn from them? Absolutely. And that's, again, mm-hmm. that's a challenge, right? So you're a person with trauma. People mm-hmm. don't want to be vulnerable. So how do you walk up to someone and say, hey, Kyle, mm-hmm. I'm totally effed up yeah. and I need help, uh, but you seem like you're on the right path. Can you give me a hand? Can you, you know, whatever that, you know how hard that is? Like it's unbelievably that hard. goes back to that saying, yeah. I love you in the mirror thing that we talked about last time. It's super hard to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Because especially, and maybe it's an American thing, maybe it's not, but looking weak, you mm-hmm. know, it's like the, those kids, the place we worked, if the, one of those kids showed vulnerability or weakness, mm-hmm. they were like chickens. Right. You know, they were just yeah. pecking him. Right. Or her. Um, right. And that, the, so that leads into a fear of taking the journey. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. I'm, I'm a worthless person. If I try to be vulnerable or seek help, people are going to think I'm weak. Mm-hmm. So you just get in this like a, a cycle, which yeah. you know this hero's journey is as a, a loop. But that's a loop too, and yeah. it's just a little horrible, like painful loop. Yeah, it's like you're looping around the bottom of a well. Is kind of what's right. happening. There's no water in there, and there's no food or anything. Yeah. You're just looping in your own personal hell. Right. You're yeah. ruminating mm-hmm. in your own victimhood. Right. Yeah. So then, you know, how how do we apply the hero's journey to someone that's super damaged? And Chris, you can probably speak to this because you work with people who are pretty damaged. That's a, that's a good question. <clears throat> that's a good question. I think the minute that somebody picks up that 1,000-pound phone and asks for help, it, it can only come... Right. The yeah, journey that, can oh, begin there right. and and just laying themselves in. And what's interesting to me about what you just said, Alan, is that there will be people that will begin this journey and then will still resist it. Once they're even in, there is a defined, distinct uh, a separation period in their life. Something's really happened. Uh, they know they need to change. They know the jig is up, right? right? And they're still resisting it harder than ever. Um, and they, yet they will still, as you said, reach out. So it's really bizarre. It almost seems like, didn't you come here for help, but yet you're acting like you've got it all figured out. You know everything, yet you're here. So what's where's the disconnect here? And then there's layers after layers that still need to be sort of examined and excavated to get to that point of what ultimately in the initiation period is that surrender, right. the mm-hmm. moment of surrender. But they're still so far from that, but at least they're at the altar. They're at the threshold of the door going, mm-hmm. I know something needs to change, but I'm not that bad. Yeah. I'm pretty cool. I want to hold on to 90% of me. I just want to shape up and, you know, round off the rough edges a little bit. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. No. There is a transformation we're talking about that has to happen. 
And because rooted in the tentacles of all your old values and beliefs, they need to be torn apart and you need to burn something beautiful mm-hmm. to get to get to this. And why not? Right? That's the whole point. Why not? Mm-hmm. You'll you'll come back and look back later and go, oh, do it. Do it all over again. Uh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, so that's the, you know, the, the, the low point of the circle on the hero's journey, right? The abyss, looking into it, the metaphorical mm-hmm. death, right? Yes. So, yes. what if you get trapped there? I mean, is that what happens? Some of these people, they go on the journey and then they just get stuck there, and then yeah, I mean, you know, I don't. I, and again, I you got to babyhead me on this because this is all like, I mean, other than Star Wars, and I've watched the Joseph Campbell documentary, but you mm-hmm. know, half the time I'm playing word games on my phone <laughs> while I'm watching anything. Yeah. So I um, I think uh, the the biggest the biggest reality when it comes to a hero's journey involved in like addiction recovery or something like that. The sad truth is that some people don't get reborn. Some people do stay in that abyss and get even lower and eventually pass on. And that is, that's just the, the sad, but also realistic viewpoint on, I mean, with, I mean, anything with, I mean, with depression, addiction, or, you know, with uh, depression recovery or anxiety or any types of uh, PTSD or any, any of like the, the heavy, heavy cycles that people have to go through. Some people don't make it through it. Some people don't make it through it. And it is a, it is a tragic thing. And some people, some people never pick up the phone and they just, they just stay in this place of complacency and it's, but but I think ultimately, like it comes down to, um, either people are not people are not ready to take the journey, and we can plant seeds with with them when we have an opportunity to speak with people who are on that threshold about to walk through the door, and hopefully at some point later in their life they can actually pick up the phone and take the journey, or um, sometimes you just have to wish people the best and just. You know, just hope that uh, the addiction doesn't take them. Agreed. I think we read about them as statistics, mm-hmm. but they don't make a whole lot of movies about those, about the people that, you know. That don't make uh, it through uh, the 45 journey. 45 <laughs> minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. which would have been just a killer uh, story, victory song, uh, the person just turns away and goes, nah, no way, I'm not doing it, and then mm-hmm. goes home. You know, you just paid seven fifty for a movie, and it was over in forty five minutes. It's not mm-hmm. very captivating. Yeah, it's not what inspires others. It's not the Rocky story I wanted to see and mm-hmm. hear, and that's what we know is capable. And but that's a great point, and I think to your to your question, Alan, because Kyle nailed that. Is that I think really planting seeds? Because is it not still a part of the journey? It is still a part of a journey. It took me 18 years to stop drinking. You know, in and out, in and out. We all have these stories, in and out of halls of recovery and different programs and this and that. And who knows when the time is there. It's like God, the divine universe, you know. Um, 
the Buddha, whoever comes down and just speaks into you and says, it's do or die. We're done, you know, and you'll know. And uh, then there is no way back. They just, and when you know it, then you're ready for it. And then there's still more to come. Mm-hmm. The metaphorical King Arthur and Arthurian uh, castle, right? That we're going to have to go into and slay our dragons. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, we're, we're going to have to go into those dark places to, in order to grow and to transform. Yeah. And some, some people never get past the castle gates. No. You know, so it's, no, they turn away from that fear. That's that just, that's just what happens. Yeah, and on on Campbell makes a beautiful point to this too on beautiful symbology of on every dragon scale is written either thou shalt or thou shalt not. The choice is yours. The same with the indigenous uh, Native American, right? They always had the story of the red road and black road, blue pill, red pill, Neo and the Matrix, right? The choice. And nobody can do that for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that just leave you with nothing as a good answer style? <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. Huh? That was great. Okay. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, just sometimes hard to wrap your head around it. It can you know? be. Like, if I reflect on me, I'm like, well, where's my hero? I haven't done diddly, mm-hmm. right? I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone out there. I didn't f- fly no. to Tatooine. I didn't grow <laughs> no. up on Tatooine and go and blow up the Death Star. I haven't no. done that. And that was my <laughs> that was my point earlier. You know, it's like sometimes there's small victories, right? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. have to be anything big. Yeah, it can be very very humble and very small, but it's a happy existence, right. and it's a meaningful existence and one that is meaningful to you. Small house out in the country. You know, just doing, you know, uh, for your family. That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You've, you've served your purpose, you know. Right. And it doesn't have to be this glorious thing. Um, and that, that too, is where we need others on that road that is the exact opposite of where we were in that state of starting out. We isolated because we don't want to hear others because then I'll have to own up and take responsibility. And I want to stay in mine because it's the easiest familiar place for me to stay. And it's easier for me to just ruminate in my own victimhood because mm-hmm. then I can continue to blame others. Now, um, now you, you move on and you move out, but we need others to project back to us. And teach us and guide us and say, no, you think you're pretty small. You think you haven't done anything, Alan. You really have. Hmm. Um, you know, and if you need a second here to, I could, I could take about an hour to point out all your accomplishments that I've known you in my life mm-hmm. for 35 right. years. Yeah. So don't yeah. get me started and, you know, on that, buddy. Right. And so maybe <laughs> maybe the uh the the stumbling block some people have is just the word heroes. Right? Yeah. Like cuz when you think of something heroic, it's it's you don't think big of over like, the top. <laughs> you know, you don't think of like just doing the right thing and making the right choices and and 
you know, being a good human, you, mm-hmm. you know, you think, well, I got to fly with a cape and go, you know, <laughs> exactly. or go get the go girl s- off the railroad <laughs> tracks. Yeah, save you someone know? from I'm, a burning building. Yeah, right. so, yeah. so maybe, maybe it's the, um, the words that are challenging for some people. Like if you said, you know, you need to look into a hero's journey, a lot of guys are like, yeah, I'm like, just dumb, <laughs> dumb guy, you know. And well, yeah. I'm not a hero. I'll never be a hero. Yeah, and I, right. So you immediately they, they refuse the call, even if it comes in and go, hey, hey, buddy, guess what? You need to go on a hero's journey, and we know you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'll never be a hero, you know. Like, yeah, no, I, I can see how that so, the word could trip people. Campbell up. points that out. I did. I failed to mention it's setting mm-hmm. this whole thing up, and my apologies. But it's the hero of your own journey. It's not somebody else's. Again, if I want fame and I want right. to be the next Kobe Bryant, ain't happening. There was already one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to be the hero of my own household and be the best father, best mother, best right. um, employee, the yeah. best employer, and you know. I, I, the owner of a company, whatever, right? yeah, I have to right. be show up for others in the world. Yeah, and that and that's probably, you know, really would take the stumbling block away for a lot of people. Yeah, like, no, I think it would. You know, like okay, yeah, I want to. Who doesn't want to be a better person? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, maybe somebody. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, a few people. We've maybe. been watching that Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, thing. they have some Netflix documentaries and, and out there I'm about all like, those people. <laughs> you know, but I was t- so I've um, you know talking of peeling away things. I've been getting Rolf to add my second session, and, mm-hmm. and oh, that's basically yeah. like peeling away layers of fascia that have gotten so Ooh. tight that they're like bone. And I've, it was week week two was rough, but I was talking to my Rolfer, you know, because we have pretty interesting conversations like this while while she's you know, digging her elbow into my IT band, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, tears are running down my face. But I said, you know, we've been watching this, this Dahmer thing and I really feel sorry for him. Like, yeah. like his mom was on drugs while she, he was in the womb, completely, you know, detached. Yes. Yes. And you're like, you know, I mean, obviously it's gruesome and horrifying what happened to all the victims, Yes, but it's gruesome and horrifying what happened to him like Mm -hmm. you know he he was dealt a bad hand and it just got worse and worse Mm -hmm. and and, you know so like but you look at him like well did he ever embark on a hero's journey i mean no probably not i don't think so no he completely rejected that call (laughs) right yeah he 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 tore the phone off the wall yeah exactly and canceled the service yard yeah 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 so you know so putting it into terms and into actionable things for people like, you know, like it would be great if there was just a roadmap, like here's how you do the hero's journey, yeah. right? Take the call. That's leave, the hard part. Go because... look into the abyss, die. The old you <laughs> dies, you, you know, you rise like a mm. phoenix out of these flames and you come back you know, the prodigal son or whatever returns and mm-hmm. you're the greatest thing ever, right? Mm-hmm. So. I think yeah. you, you make another great point right there is that a lot of times in this journey, you're, well, f- for one, Campbell points out very clearly, sometimes you may be here, you're going back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I'd been there already. Much like an addiction recovery story, I can guarantee in, in uh, maintenance, 
face. We thought we were already through that. <laughs> no, apparently I'm going back and mm-hmm. I got to wrestle with those old demons. Why are they kicking up? Well, mm-hmm. I better sit down and work through them because I can't go around them. Right. And if I try to uh, push past them, they're going to come right after me. So it, it's, it's you're here, you're there. And there can be a moment, I believe, in this definitely where you, before you even really answer the call, one can be at a point of another stage, mm-hmm. a burning bush. It can be bigger than it could have whapped them right over the head. And they, they weren't looking. They weren't calling. It just, you know, but either way, um, I, think, I think the beauty of this conversation Mm-hmm. is a great way to sort of, just as you said, chart out. I mean, we got how many themes in this, guys? We got, you know, look at all the the words that yeah. we that we get brought up today all right. that we can start um, diving into. Dissecting a little bit. Really diving into. There is belief yeah. systems. There's, um, you know. I mean, there's even... I mean, yeah, there's con- there's control issues. We could even we could even get through and talk about attachment issues within that huge one. Um, huge I mean, one. fear and vulnerability. Mm. I mean, there's all kinds of. I mean, radical acceptance. I mean, there's all kinds of. There's all kinds of lessons I think within the hero's journey that I think everyone. I think everyone can take a piece of and learn something. And grow from. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, what gets daunting is you, you nailed it with the uh, words. Mm-hmm. Words. It's like. Yeah. It's one word, word, hero. One word. One word can it, trip people up. Oh, totally. And then it can also act as our, um, as our barrier mm-hmm. and turns us away. One word can be too much, and and uh, oh, somebody told me I need to, you know, exude radical acceptance. Mm-hmm. How does one even get to that point? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, when I was um, in early sobriety, first six months, people were telling me, "Well, you need to meditate," and I said, "Meditate? You got to be out of your mind." I so much as close my eyes, practically, I'm going to jump out of my skin. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like there's no way I've these been things there. need to be small and they need to be dealing with discomfort. How do I reestablish and make habits, new habits that I was never familiar with, like being uncomfortable and going into those bad, nervous, uh, uncomfortable places? Mm-hmm. And it all starts with the smallest habits and building out. But I think that gives us a lot of stuff to work with down the road. Certainly not in this. No, I for, no, I I completely agree. I think that that's. I I'm glad that we started with this this topic. I mean, as like a real structured form of a podcast, because I think that I think we're gonna be able to branch off and then be able to loop it back around and make references and. I think it's, I think it'll be good for sure. I think it'll be for sure. Time. Anybody, anybody listening, I would really highly recommend yeah. watching on YouTube the uh, 
the documentary called Finding Joe. Beautiful because, documentary. Because don't move from your seat unless yeah. you pause the thing. Because you, it comes fast and, and furious, and, and there's a gem a minute in this thing. Yeah, and it's, it's beautiful. Great. I, I think people. I cry every single time I watch that. Because yeah. it, just, it just hits me right in a place where... You know, that that sad kid in me just wants to be loved and be better and um just you know, it just it just hits me right there every single time, especially when they're talking about when Tony Hawk's flying out of the out of the swimming pool and he was like, The only reason I started skateboarding is because I just wanted to fly and that's just yeah. for some reason that just that yeah. just kills me. I'm like, oh my god, that's just a kid who just wants to be as happy as he can be, right there. Yeah. And that's just like, I'm even right now. That's 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 an emotional thing for me, because I think that's where true, true serenity and happiness lies is doing the things that set your soul on fire. Yeah. I think they're beautiful. Absolutely. And you start to understand the meaning and the origins of things. What Campbell was talking about with Sat, Chit, mm-hmm. and Ananda. You know, the beingness, he didn't know what his beingness was. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sat was his purpose. He didn't really know what his purpose was. But the third one is Ananda, which is your bliss. And it's like, well, okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I can follow my bliss. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do that. Bliss is enough for all of us, I think, mm-hmm. to, to move, get started. Right. Yeah. But you've got, again, the problem of the modern world. Right, mm-hmm. you oh. got a mortgage. You That's got for a another car payment. We, and we got so a, following your yeah, we can we can follow up in this in another time. But mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know. So this whole again, you've got the hero's journey, and you've got inner obstacles, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you've got external obstacles, right? Yeah. yeah. So how do you reconcile that? Do you say I'm going to go? Like, you know, sometimes I just think I want to sell everything. I moved to Tibet and go to, to a monastery and just yeah. sit there and, and then come back in a few years and be like, yeah, I didn't need all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, and Chris, you've told me how you could be homeless and you'd be happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I could do that. I don't right. think yeah. that that to me is like uh, there's too much a danger of you know, getting murdered by somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, yeah. you know, and, and maybe whatever, maybe I shouldn't fear death. I don't really fear death, but I kind of want death to come as it's, you know, as it's preordained. Not, because <laughs> not some, a... some dude wants my freaking ho-hos <laughs> that, I, yeah. that I panhandled an hour for, and then he shanks me, right? That, that doesn't sound like the way Alan likes to go. Yeah. the optimal right? way out. Yeah. So then you've got, so you've got a lot of impediments towards mm-hmm. even taking this journey. Like, you know, I'm lucky. I don't have to work. So to me... This is good, but mm-hmm. I'm also there's days I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I'm sweeping the floors and cleaning up after the old dog who can't control her bowels. Sometimes I'm like, okay, so this is it. What's this the- this is the rest of my existence. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. I'm gonna you know be like this king walking around in this castle yeah. and just like, oh, well, well, uh, okay. there's some cobwebs up there in the corner. I better take care of those. <laughs> now, now what? Yeah. yeah so yeah. well, maybe yeah. that's your call right now. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a pot, and but it's also it's your journey, though you know. Yeah. So only well, you and can... we were discussing earlier how I'm having some 
issues, you know, with gluten related. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. you know, my I think my journey now is, and my wife is always like, "You need to get your health back. You were so strong and healthy just a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I don't feel weak and unhealthy." Well, I do feel a little unhealthy, <laughs> but you know, so that's why I'm doing the raw thing and yeah. know, trying to get back on track. So you know, and it does bring me happiness when I feel good. I'm happy. Well, right? I think that so, might that might just be your journey right now. Maybe yeah. it's a, it's a personal health journey, right? You know, right. hero's journey, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But you know, so again, the journey's a challenge on a lot of levels. Oh yeah, many. Yeah. Right. Absolutely, it's difficult. It is difficult the entire way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think this is this is about all the time we have today. Does anyone anyone have any last thoughts here? Well, we got to do our weekly gratitude. Oh, we got to do so, our gratitude list there. Crow, so, Crow, why don't you give me three gratefuls there, bud? Three gratefuls. I'm grateful for you guys for this opportunity. Grateful for everybody listening. Um, really grateful for that. I'm grateful for every all the love in my life. Just a ton of it, yeah. Just a lot of people that I'm just, you know, close to, and it's just awesome. Beautiful, beautiful. I am grateful for the opportunity to share my experience and my story with others to potentially help them. And I'm grateful for I'm grateful for both of you guys right now. This is this right is on. really what I needed today. I needed to be able to. Get out of my own shit today, yeah, for sure. And I am grateful for therapy. Yeah, yeah, good. beautiful. Uh, well, I'm grateful that one of our childhood friends has moved back to town. Um, I guess not childhood, adolescent, young men we were, I suppose, um, Vero studs, whatever <laughs> you want to call us. <laughs> Um, you know, and he's going through some stuff and I, I told him, you know, a few years back, I went through a lot of stuff and was worried about so much like losing the house and losing everything and said, you know, the universe always provides. So, uh, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could, uh, you know, I said, everything will work out fine. So I'm, I'm glad and grateful he's back. You know, I don't want to say I, I am grateful that, <laughs> for you two fellows, but we do say that every we week. Do, I know we so, do. And I am grateful because yeah. I was a little like, like eh, this morning, like everything sucks. Uh, this sucks. Uh, so I'm was I. Laundry. <laughs> and um, I'm grateful that, uh, you know, I've got the resources to be able to A, not work, and B, we can do this. And it doesn't stress me out. Like I've always had money stress issues <laughs> yeah. and even though you know rich people have stress over money because mm-hmm. then you're worried about losing it so i'm just grateful that i've got a wife who supports this and mm-hmm. what i do with my life let's us just record in a little dingy basement down here <laughs> yep. and uh um that life is good so i hope everyone uh out there realizes that they should uh, be grateful for things. Um, and going back to my buddy who was mm-hmm. here the other day that moved back, we were standing out front and two hawks flew over. And I just was silent for a second. He's like, well, what are you doing? I said, oh, every time I see a bird of prey or a raptor, I have to do a gratitude. It's my gratitude animal. Oh, I love that. So, I love that. Uh, and it's great because like, I get on the highway if I'm driving somewhere and I see a hawk on a light post, I'm, I have to say, think of something I'm grateful for. Yeah. Um, 
And again, that was went back to the um, this is silly. Mm-hmm. You know, the the, the Allen of twenty twenty two is just yeah. not <laughs> something the Allen of nineteen eighty four would have ever yeah. envisioned. So, um, so I'm grateful that I could change, and that you know, you guys are part of it, and 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 Chris has been a huge part of this transformation, and um, yeah, so. Life well, that's good. good. Well, yeah, thank you so awesome. much for sharing that, that man. Awesome. That is thank beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you everyone for listening, and we will be back on our next episode. We uh, still don't know exactly what we're going to talk about. Well, we will figure that out and let you guys know. And you'll let uh, us know of guests kind of lined out. Yeah, we do have some guests coming in here, some some clinical psychologists to hopefully pick their brain a little bit. So we got some good stuff coming up. So just keep tuning in. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Right on, Kyle. Thank you. Thanks, Alan. Thank you. All right, who's got the bowl? Kyle, pass me the bowl.